There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network on a Friday as we welcome you in. Of course, a busy day, busy time of the year. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. We say hi to the boys there, downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street. Bar Canada at the D. I'm all Shaw. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson got plenty to do coming off Thursday night with a 20 to 16 winner. A sharp money parlay as the Steelers cover and the under does cash. We'll get into that. I know the big guy wants to look at the coach of the year market coming off of it. NBA looks like we've got the in-season tournament just getting going right away. There, NBA, NHL, two games on the ice. Got some good college football tonight as well. Of course, it is a Friday, so we'll run the board here on Sharp Money. We're going to have Scott Spritzer along for the ride to run the board Later in the show, professional handicapper, a new teammate here at VSIN, Tyler Shoemaker, VSIN betting analyst, is going to join coming up in just a bit. He's got a bunch of best bets for the weekend. Chris Farley, professional handicapper, is going to join as well. I know the boys have a ton in college football. Week 10, I've got a little surprise for you guys coming up as far as college football in week 10 and where we stand so far on November 3rd. But the pleasantries are over. Let's go to the boys. I heard there is, Amal, I heard there is a video poker tournament going on right next to you guys. So should be exciting to keep note of as the show progresses. Yes? Yeah, absolutely. $20,000 on the line here for the first prize, I believe, overall. So it should be a little bit louder than it normally is behind us. You can already tell by the number of people. But maybe they're going to have a sweat like we did with Will Levis in the final 20 yards of that game last night. The side and total potentially in peril there. Yep, 100%. Big guy, I don't know if you're planning on getting involved in the tournament going on next to you, but I know that I'll be hearing complaining during the break. No, there. but on this side of the uh, of the casino, there will be a strip poker tournament going on, and the prize is me naked. <laughs> that is, uh, it's a lucky Friday at the D. There's no doubt about that. Okay, so plenty to do. Yeah, Amal mentioned it. There was a, a late drive, Will Levis and the boys, the Titans. It was an interesting game. It was an interesting game just because uh, there was a lot in front of us and what to trust as far as the quarterback position. And Amal, Dustin, you two feel free to do whatever you want because we all crushed Will Levis coming out of Kentucky. Maybe he didn't get the coaching, but uh, I'm willing to say I, I'm I'm completely wrong. The guy is oh. completely legit. I've seen plenty. I don't need to see one more snap. Uh, it's effortless. Uh, obviously, the size and arm strength, that was never really an issue. Holding on to the ball too long and maybe a little inaccuracy was the issue at Kentucky. Also, you're getting co- you're getting coached by one of the donk stoops, so you're probably not getting the best offensive coaching at Kentucky. But yesterday, I, again, Kenny Pickett, I know he engineered the 11-play, 
92-yard drive. Deontay Johnson with the game winner. Kenny Pickett is so mid. I would be so frustrated if I was a Steeler. 19 of 30, 160. A Steeler fan, 5.3 yards per attempt. Missed a ton of throws. And then conversely, the Titans. And if you're a Titan fan, I think you're pretty excited. He was pressured 15 times, Will Levis, in the game last night. The worst offensive line in football and still got it done. Took the Titans into the half, 13-10 lead. Of course, we mentioned the end zone pick to Quan Alexander, but I am, again, I think the big takeaway from last night, one, the Steelers are 5-3 and three with, as Dustin said, a trash roster, and two, I think the Titans should feel pretty good about what they have at the quarterback position. Again, you two do what you want with the information. We always disagree on quarterbacks, but I'm high on Will Levis. I was wrong. That's my that's my position here, Amal Shaw. Well, first of all, I was completely wrong. Uh, it, I don't know if there's a quarterback I can remember in two games that has proven me completely wrong. And it's an indictment of James Franklin and Mark Stoops, his former head coaches at Penn State and Kentucky. But I got to tell you, Patrick, I'll take it one step further. Obviously, you know, I'm high on CJ Stroud being biased towards him because he went to Ohio State and he's played well. But from what I've seen out of Will Levis in the first two weeks, I don't know why we're not getting bets down on him for offensive rookie of the year. I mean, to me, I know it's only a small sample size, but Tennessee seems like a player. That's a game last night. You're flying back to Nashville and you're thinking you let one get away. What a missed opportunity. And then I was thinking big picture in the AFC South. Is any division right now in football better set up with young quarterback talent for all four of their teams than Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, and now the Tennessee Titans with Will Levis. You've got Trevor Lawrence, first overall pick. You've got C.J. Stroud, the second overall pick. Um, Anthony Richardson, what was he, fifth, I believe, if I'm not mistaken? Fifth or fourth uh, to Indianapolis. And then you've got Will Levis, a guy who went 33rd overall, but probably should have been a first-rounder. Maybe the interviews, oh, uh, thank you, Dustin. Uh, Richardson went fourth. Will Levis, maybe the interviews, maybe the tape, which when you watched him at Kentucky, he turned the ball over in critical times. And I'm not just talking about interceptions, but you're absolutely right, Patrick. You watch three, four throws, his ability to navigate the pocket despite getting sacked four times, Watt and Highsmith committing tons of pressures. It, it was really an, a remarkable job of what he was able to do. And it felt like, to me, just from my perspective, Henry and that offense were a little bit reinvigorated with the ability that we saw out of Will Levis. I didn't see Tannehill making tons of these types of plays. And we know Malik Willis has no shot of doing it. No, it's it's well put. And I think if this was second year, you know, midway through and he had that game, we'd be like, OK, he's on the right trajectory. Yeah. It was his second start against you mentioned uh, T.J. Watt and Highsmith, who are just absolute studs. Again, pressured 15 times, never seemed rattled. He wasn't perfect. In fact, he was 22 of 39, 262. He did have the pick to end the game. So it's not like we're going crazy. This is where you kind of trust your eyes, big guy. And I'm all said it. Well, it's like. Again, it, all, all I would say after two starts from Will Levis is there's got to be excitement amongst the fan base. Like you have something here. It's effortless. He seems in control. There's something to work on and you're going to get a big upgrade or it's supposedly or you should get a big upgrade from the Kentucky coaching he got to this Titan coaching in the NFL. And if he does get that prototypical size, everything's there for Levis. Guys, Will Levis can freaking sling it. That's all I think watching him. He can chuck the football, and he's athletic enough to make plays and extend plays with his legs. He, he's very calm in the pocket. He was a rookie. Think about this. He's a rookie in his second start on a short week on the road in Pittsburgh, and he looked cool as a cucumber. That guy was so calm back there. Look, the efficiency's not quite there yet, but that's okay. He gives them such a dynamic element through the air that they were lacking with Ryan Tannehill. It opens things up, and if they're ever ahead in games, that should allow for Derrick Henry to do more dirty work. It's just the way things played out later in the game that he wasn't able to run it quite as much. I, I just can't believe this guy couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm still blown away by that. And I think there's something we need to factor into how we project quarterbacks going forward. A lot of times, I know Amal doesn't like this, people will say, like, a quarterback from Ohio State or Alabama, it's tough to project them simply because when they go to the NFL, sometimes they have less talent to work with than they had in college compared to their opponents. With someone like Will Levis, 
apparently Kentucky was so anemic on offense last year and the weapons were just so bad that we, we were unable to project how good he could be in the pros because he's proving everyone wrong. You're not wrong in any way you said there. I mean, a couple of years ago, you go back and uh, Wandale Robinson, who's with the Giants, was at Kentucky with him. The Nebraska transfer really liked him when he was at UK. But to me, I got to tell you, Patrick, what stood out to me last night about him. Forget the performance. When they got that football down 20 to 16, I actually thought it was not saying it was like a Joe Burrow. You know, when Joe Burrow or Mahomes has the ball, you genuinely believe they're going to go right down the field and they're going to yeah. score. But Normally, speaking with an inexperienced quarterback or a Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm like, yo, this one's in the bank and earning interest. This thing is over. Don't worry about it. They're not going. I was like, yo, this dude's about to take it down and get seven. He's going to beat me on the Steelers play right here, and he's going to yeah, knock I, out the I'm under. D- I'm genuinely, I totally agree. I'm genuinely excited to see what he turns into. He's got a little cowboy in him. It, he, he, it, there's just a poise. There's a competence. And you know what the interesting thing is? It's not like... Pickett's fine. It's like he can start, but there was a big yeah. feel of the difference between the two, right? Like Pickett just engineered another comeback win. Like there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that 11 yard, 95 yard, 11 play drive. He threw the touchdown pass. The pass was accurate. It's just, it feels different when you're watching him. He's to temperaments there for Pickett. I, you're just, you, you just are left underwhelmed. Whereas as you said, them all like there was expectations already in start number two and his first start on the road for Levis. There's a different feel there with the quarterbacks. A couple things you mentioned about Pickett. He's got the second most uh, winning drives in the fourth quarter in overtime since last year, along with Kirk Cousins has got him by one nine to eight, but it's impressive. Hit that great throw to Deontay Johnson on the right sideline, which really put Pittsburgh in position to be able to get that victory. But I'm with you. Will uh, Kenny Pickett struggles for about three and a half quarters. I don't need that out of my quarterback. I need somebody who's consistent. If I didn't tell anybody last night that Will Levis is playing his second start in the National Football League, nobody would believe it. Because watching him, there was not a single part of me that goes, that guy's a rookie in his second football game being played in five days. Yep. I think that's it. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was an interesting game because if you have quarterback questions or prospects playing the position, even if the offenses aren't great, at least you have something to focus on. And that's what I felt like I was entertained by a big guy. Twenty to sixteen winner for the Steelers. So it was Mike Tomlin. Here's what he had to say about his quarterback playing injured on, on a short week. You know, nothing that he does from an intangible, intangible perspective or a toughness perspective surprises me. I think that we're all really comfortable about those qualities in him and, you know, his desire to, to, to rise up big for us in moments and be significant down the stretch. Um, can't say enough about it. Here's what you don't want to be described as somebody that has wonderful intangibles and toughness. <laughs> like those are add-ons. Those are ancillary products. Like those are things that attributes you want people to say after the remarkable arm strength, the insane instincts, the skill, the prototypical size, the cannon. And by the way, he has remarkable toughness and just the intangibles. When people start talking about intangibles, you start looking for another job. <laughs> because you're not an expert at your craft. That's Kenny Pickett. We've got Coach of the Year odds coming back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. 
So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network, as we welcome you back. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to be joined by NFL handicapper, pro, and friend of the show, Chris Farley. You can find Farley on Twitter. We were just reading some good tweets at Farley Bets. Also, Lane the Points podcast, and also writes over at sportswagers.ca. Uh, as we say hi to Chris and bring the boys in, I wanted to throw something at you guys because we talked about this with Fezzik, and there's always going to be a tax, a premium when you're watching a primetime game, a standalone game, when you go to the half on those totals. Now, think about it this way. We went to the half last night, 13 to 10. Amal, I said this is my best bet of the night even before they posted it because my assumption was it was going to be inflated. Do you know what the Pittsburgh Steeler Tennessee Titan halftime total was last night? I'm going to say uh, 19 and a half. They set it at 20. Farley, that is your your 19 and a half is closer to where it should be. My, I wrote down it should be 17 and a half, right? I believe the first half total was right around 17 and a half. We go with 23 combined points into the half. Again, they posted it at 20. That's an underplay right there, Farley. Absolutely. Wow, this is a great topic that you brought up because... That's so true, and you can find that all the time in the NBA too, right? If some of these like quarters start off really fast-paced and you, and you know that you have two good defenses or two good teams that, or two teams that could slow down offensively even, right? You, you can constantly attack those inflated live totals, and it's usually going to be too high, right? Because we, we love overs, right? The sportsbooks know that. They know that there's a lot of common Joes betting those live numbers, so they're not going to be – they don't have to be as sharp. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, you can, there's a lot of overreactions on those live totals for sure. Yeah. And look at it. Yeah. And it's, it's 13 points scored them all. I'm not saying this is going to, you're going to cash every time, but again, you got 13 points scored in the second half last night and the total was 20. That's a, that's quite a chasm there. No, no question about it. Just look at it from this perspective. You mentioned in the first half, we, we wound up with 23 points. So if you make the second half total 20, now the game total is 43. The original game line was 37. In a game that you expected to be lower scoring to begin with, what a great opportunity. What a far better number. And look, doesn't mean, and Patrick, you brought up a great point. It doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to play out that way over the long haul. But Chris is absolutely right. Chris, I'm going to tell you right now, I love NBA in-game and second halves. That's what I look for. Our games where you have outliers, the yeah. team's shooting 60%, they're down by a certain percentage. I mentioned this the other night to Dustin. The Clippers are playing against Orlando. The Tragic are shooting like 50%, and the Clippers are at 31%. They're down three at the break. I'm like, are you kidding me? Five and a half for the second half? This is a joke. And the Clippers end up outscoring yeah. them by, I, I don't know, 20 points in the second half. But that's exactly, Patrick, you're right. Just add it to the original number, and now you've got a six-point differential. If I tell you before the game, you're getting 43 on this total as opposed to 36, you're taking it all day. Absolutely. And Farley, as far as Chris Farley, professional capper joining us, I, I've got a great tweet that I want to read from you. But to Amal's point in NBA betting, is that have you started to get into a rhythm? I know you focus a lot during this time of the year on the NFL, but have you started already with the NBA camping hard, uh, capping hardcore? Not hardcore. We're, we're even so far, but I am really trying to be very judicious about the games that I pick and we're, we're seeing it already, right? Like this happened last season too. And I, I had way too much exposure last season, which, you know, they're trying to learn these lessons over time, uh, especially when the NFL season is going on. Right. And I'm so focused on it, but not only are these rosters, right? Like so many of them are, are so different, right? So there, there's still some natural storming, forming, norming that needs to happen on some of these teams. 
but odds makers are way off. I mean, the, you know, the line movement, I mean, sharp, sharp money, whatever you want to like where these lines are moving, what these lines are suggesting, uh, have, have, have not been very accurate. And it just feels like we're all even odds makers, right? We're all getting to the point where we're, we're just trying to figure out who these teams are. We know some of these teams already teams like the Kings, the Nuggets, you know, they're still basically the same rosters, right? So they can be a little more predictable, but my goodness, right? You're seeing teams like the Grizzlies really struggle. Uh, so it, it, I would, I would just be really cautious and really light w- with your exposure in the NBA. I would say until January, you know, that second half of the season starts to kick in. These teams have a good two, three months together. And there's also not the distraction of NFL football. I think betters can take something away from this message at Farley bet. So I'm going to read the tweet and just ask, ask you to expound Chris. When I do my best handicapping again, this is at Farley bets. I write a lot and in an objective way, stating facts, comparing notes, recognizing storylines and angles and intangible difference makers. And the answers start showing up. It's not about me. It's about holistic evaluation all the info, so you continue. But I, I really like that pragmatic approach. Can you explain what you mean by that message? Well, I'll put it this way, and I, I'm not comparing myself to John Lennon, okay? But John Lennon once said that when he was writing music, he's not really doing anything, right? Like he's just kind of he's 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 skilled, he's talented, sure, but he's just open to what's happening. And I think that's how we should, especially in NFL handicapping just start to write stuff, like just start to accumulate information, just start to piece the puzzle together. It just happened to me um, earlier today, right? I mean, I had an assignment to write up the Chiefs and the Dolphins, uh, you know, thought that I was gonna go with the Chiefs, you know, that whole Sunday morning overseas, you know, it, it could just be a really crazy travel spot, right? But instead, I came out really liking the under. And, and you know, not that you have to go with the under just because I said that, but as you, fork through all the different elements. And there are so many elements week to week. It's such a week to week league, right? Teams are responding off of what just happened last week. You have the sum total of what they've done. Maybe some games matter than others. And as you write that, it kind of comes out. So I would say, you know, approach it as objectively as possible because really what that's trying to do is eliminate the confirmation bias, right? Because we all have confirmation bias inside of us. We all have gut instincts. Some of them are wrong. Some of them are right. If you write it out as best you can, even if it's in really long form, the answer starts showing up. Love that breakdown and how you kind of explain some of the things that materialize as you start going through the process. I, Patrick, one of the things I love about doing the show is, for example, we bring somebody like Chris on and Spritzer's coming on later on. He's got a different perspective on a bet. And I'm going to go specifically into this one. Chris, you like the Bengals on Sunday. I'm going to tell you right now, I played the Bengals last week on the look ahead line plus one. I didn't understand this number. And to me, I'm like, you kidding me? I'm getting Mr. Turnover himself, Josh Allen, coming to the to the jungle here. And so I, I don't get it. Hey, break down a little bit why you're on this side and just maybe help me explain, because I'm still trying to figure this out, why this number has not been sitting at three the whole time. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand why either. Um, you know, we'll start with the Bills, right? The Bills just haven't looked very good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not very impressed by them beating the Bucs. I mean, really barely eking by the Bucs. They played well. Josh Allen played well, but they didn't cover in that game. They should have lost against the Giants. You know, they went overseas. They really stumbled over there. Uh, obviously got their butts whooped by the Patriots recently. And we've seen this from the Bengals before, right? Like, I, I don't think this is a joke. The Bengals do this every single year now. This is going on the third year in a row. What a statement up in San Francisco. Not only was Joe Burrow 28 to 32, right? That's like 88%. Uh, showing that elusive nature that he's had before that can make a really big difference. Their defense stepping up and making plays and their defense, if you notice, plays so much better when Joe Burrow and that offense is operational in the way that it should be, right? Because then they could play free. They could play their style of football. In the jungle, uh, this is a Bengals team who looked like looked like they were going to whoop the Bills, you know what, last year, you know, prior to the whole situation with Hamlin. Um, and this is the time of year where I think the Bengals just can really turn it on. They have a dynamic against these teams too, right? Like the Chiefs, they were unbeatable against the Chiefs until last year in the AFC Championship game. Obviously, what happened, what happened, you know, the questionable call there um, at the end of that game. But the Bengals know how to step up in these situations. Bill's defense still very injured. I just trust the Bengals. And I think 
you know, we just have to trust what we've seen from them so far until they show us something different. Beating San Francisco after San Francisco has lost two games in a row, an operation as buttoned up as that was extremely impressive. I think Burrow is clearly back. The Bengals are clearly back. I could not look at the Bills in this spot. Love it. We were just discussing the interim boost, right, with the new head coach for at least a week. Antonio Pierce in with the Raiders, a little different energy. You've got the Raiders laying two, Chris, with the Giants coming to town. Yeah, you know, and this obviously isn't like an automatic thing, right? Just because a coach gets fired doesn't mean that you automatically bet on that team, right? There's some mixed results with things like that, but, but they are facing the Giants, my New York Giants. I'm a fan. Uh, and unfortunately, I can tell you, right, I mean, as we can all see plainly on the screen, Daniel Jones is coming back this week, and I don't think that's a good thing for the Giants. I mean, this guy, two touchdowns, six interceptions. Tyrod Taylor was stretching the field for them in a way that Daniel Jones did not when he was playing. And now the Raiders have this situation, right, where all the receivers are coming out. Devontae Adams is already saying that he wants to run through a wall for this guy. Um, Hunter Renfro, right, is saying that now they don't have to walk on eggshells anymore. Clearly, Josh McDaniels not fit to be a head coach. Hopefully we know that now. Uh, you know, just thinks he's smarter than everybody in the room, I think. Now you got a football guy, Antonio Pierce, former New York Giants linebacker and Super Bowl winner, there in, in in the interim only, but still, right? I mean, that's this is a big spot for the Raiders. It feels like a bigger game for the Raiders. Like this game really matters to them. They're excited about the change. And here come the Giants flying across the country with a two and six record. And the Giants know they're not going anywhere this season, right? They're starting to sell some of their players. Leonard Williams is gone. Uh, th- this is not a good situation for the Giants. The Raiders probably don't have a lot to play for this season either, but it it. It is a confluence of factors that I really like, and I think Max Crosby could have five sacks in this game. Let's do this. Let's, Farley, if you can, hold on. We'll have you on for another segment because you have some words of advice for survivor contestants with a tough week coming up. Also, how to handicap coaching decisions and use that as part of your arsenal. And you've got to play in that Seahawk game as well. So we'll continue with Chris Farley, professional handicapper here on Sharp Money. So Farley says he's John Lennon. So Dustin, that makes you Ringo. (laughs) I'll be George Harrison and Amal Shaw. Of course, you look exactly like Paul McCartney. That's the Beatles, the four of us right here on a Friday. Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, check out the betting splits over at vcin.com. You get money and bets for every game. Updated every five minutes straight from DraftKings. Today's games and future events as well. By far our most popular tool when you become a pro. The betting splits, it's vcin.com. Okay, sharp money on a Friday. We're going to run the board with professional handicapper Scott Spritzer and the final hour, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. But right now, excited. A welcomed addition to vcin, Tyler Shoemaker joins us. VEASAN betting analyst. You can see a bunch of Tyler's work over at VEASAN.com. Does a great job. Also, at T-Shoe Index on Twitter. It's a pleasure to meet you, Tyler, and nice to have you on the program. Let's start here. I'm going to go to an easy one. And you know, I was thinking about this Missouri-Georgia game because wasn't it last year when Mizzou, who finished, I think, with, what, six wins last year, put a scare into Georgia at Mizzou last year, Georgia the comeback and win, and now we transfer. It's a 7-1 and one Missouri team, Tyler, down to Athens. DraftKings is setting fi- set 15 right now. You can find a 15.5 in the market and 55.5 on the total. Let's start there. Yeah, I, I really like this Missouri team. I I bet Missouri plus 15 and a half. Uh, I projected Georgia minus 11. Uh, like you said, they Missouri put, put a big scare in, in Georgia last year at Missouri. You know, obviously I would like it more if it was there, but even going between the hedges uh, in, in Athens, I think they're going to be able to keep this close. Georgia, they, you know, they've, they've had really high highs this season, you know, against um, Kentucky and against Florida, but then they've had some, some low lows and just haven't quite looked the dominant form that we've seen from them the last couple of years. So uh, I'm not really sure what to expect out of Georgia from, from week to week, but I think Missouri has been pretty consistently good, particularly with their offense, uh, with, with quarterback Cook and, and the receivers. They, I really like their, their offense. 
Yeah, Patrick, I like Tyler's point on this one. And I'll tell you what, if Brady Cook plays well, he's got 15 touchdowns, three INTs. He might enter that Heisman conversation if they go on the road between the hedges and win this game. Whether they do it or not remains to be seen. Uh, yeah. You just pay attention to him. I'm not saying he's going to win, but, you know, guys always seem to pop up with big road wins. Yep. Go ahead, Molly. You want to yeah. set him up on one? Yeah, I was going to say, Kansas State on the road, Tyler, catching four and a half down. Line's down to three and a half in Austin. Is this simply a play for you against Malik Murphy and this Texas offense, or is this a play more on Kansas State? I like I like Kansas State. My numbers have been high on Kansas State all season. I, I project this game Texas minus two and a half, and that's, you know, with no manual adjustment for, for Malik Murphy starting instead of Quinn Ewers. So obviously when you factor that in, I, I personally would think yours is worth about four, four and a half points of the spread. Uh, so that, that definitely put me on Kansas State here. But, but I, I do like Kansas State. My numbers have, have been on them from, from the preseason on. They, uh, you know, they let me down when they lost to Missouri. I, I had them in that game, but they, uh, they, they've been high in my numbers all season. Okay, let's go. Tyler Shoemaker, VEASAN betting analyst, joins us here, Sharp Money. And Bedlam's going away. That's kind of a bummer. They were talking about 100 years of history with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But we've got one more ride here, Tyler. Right now, Oklahoma's laying six. uh, But I think you're focused on the total here of 62. Yeah, I made a play on the under here. I I don't want to touch the side. You know, this, this is a game where a lot of times people ask me, well, do you ever bet against your numbers? And I don't ever bet against my numbers, but if, if my numbers and my head are telling me two different things, it's a stay away. So on the side, I'm staying away because my numbers love Oklahoma. They've been super high on Oklahoma all season, but Oklahoma state's surging. I think these teams are kind of trending in opposite directions right now. So I don't want anything to do with the side, but I am going to play the under 62 here. When you look at this uh, team right now in Jacksonville State, I know it's not a popular play for a lot of people, but you seem to be on them, and I know Dustin's been a big fan of them. Tell me what you like about them. They're catching 15 and a half this weekend. Yeah, yeah. This uh, I wrote about this at VEASAN.com earlier this week in my Best Bets article. I actually only project South Carolina as a point favorite here. Um, I've got, you know, for, on the offensive side of the ball, South Carolina's got the advantage. They're number 61 of my numbers, whereas Jacksonville State's number 80. But on the defensive side, Jacksonville State's number 53 and South Carolina's number 88. So I, I think I think Jacksonville State can can keep it close here. You know, I, I think when you have these kind of late season uh, non-conference games against a non-power five team, I think that that's that tends to be kind of a sleepy spot for these, uh, particularly in a, an SEC type team where they feel like they can maybe catch their breath a little bit. You know, as they as they head down the stretch of of conference play, and I think I think Jacksonville State might might be able to get them here. While you're not, Tyler, while you're not in Columbia, which is where South Carolina is, you are in the great state of South Carolina. They're near Greenville. Um, can you tell me what you're hearing in state about my guy, Shane Beamer? Because uh, the, I guess you'd say the bloom is off the rose, right? With his weird post-game reactions to these losses, an underwhelming season. Well, as, as weird as he's been, I think Dabo actually took the cake this week on his, on his call-in show going after, you know, Tyler from Spartanburg. I actually tweeted and, and joked that, uh, you know, I was the one, I was the Tyler that called in, but, um, no, I, I I'm more in, in Clemson territory here. So I get more feedback on, on the Clemson side of things, but I do think, uh, I do think Gamecock fans are, you know, I, they had every reason to be excited. He's a, he's an energetic guy, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, he, it's probably wearing a little thin right now because all that energy and everything is great when you're winning football games, but they just, they haven't been, um, they haven't been particularly sharp uh, either, you know, so it's not like they're losing in a, in a fluky kind of way. They're just, they're getting beat and, and Gamecock fans don't, don't take kindly to that for sure. No, no, we don't. Uh, Houston Baylor. Let's go here. Cause I think you bet Houston at four and this has been pushed down to that key number of three with Baylor lane at hosting Houston. Yeah, I would, I would still take Houston at, at three here. I, I bet it at four earlier in the week. I, I would still take it at three. I think they're going to win the game. Um, you know, Baylor was a team coming in. I think, I think people had pretty high expectations for them, you know, potentially contending for what was deemed kind of a wide open big 12 outside of Texas. And that just has not been the case. They've been, they've been pretty bad. Baylor's actually outside the top 100 on both offense and defense in my numbers. 
So um, my, my numbers are, are not a fan of Baylor at all. So I'm, I'm going to take the points here with, with Houston. And I think they'll win outright. Tyler, I want to go to a game that's really intriguing to me. And I'm glad you're on this game. Curious to see your breakdown of this Virginia Tech taking on Louisville in Louisville, catching nine and a half to ten in this game. Brent Price team had gotten off to a slow start, but things seem to be picking up for them. Yeah, well, I mean, and it, it seemed to coincide with, with the quarterback change. They started the season with Grant Wells, the Marshall transfer, uh, and, and he kind of got hurt and forced their hand to go to the backup drones. And since he's been in, their offense has, has taken a step up here. Um, I, I really like, like this spot here for Virginia Tech. I think pretty much everybody's on Louisville in this spot. Um, kind of one of those lines that, that seems curious to the casual fan. But uh, I, I really like Virginia Tech here uh, getting, getting 10. I think coming down, coming down below that key number of 10 to 9.5 in most spots now. Uh, but I, I bet it at 10. I would, I would still take it at 9.5. Let's go Pac-12. Tyler Shoemaker joining us here. T-Shoe Index on Twitter. You can check out the plays over at vsun.com. A welcome addition here, of course, as a betting analyst. Uh, two teams, Pac-12, UCLA. So UCLA is on the road at Arizona. Arizona has been one of those good surprise teams this year. And Tyler, you've got UCLA laying two and a half on the road and 50 and a half on the total. Yeah, I, I like I, I like Arizona here. I played this um, Arizona's been kind of a scrappy team all season. They they had the overtime loss earlier in the season. I think they're just a team. One, they play late at night most of the time, and I know UC, UCLA does sometimes too. But you'll you'll occasionally catch UCLA more in more of an evening spot on you know Eastern time. So I don't think a lot of people are really familiar with Arizona and what they've been able to to do this year. But I mean, Jed Fish is probably not long for the desert with the way he's coaching right now. I, I expect him to get a bigger job here in the next year or two. Yeah, agree with you on Jed Fish. He's done a tremendous job. Want to go to a game of the American Conference. This one at Dowdy Ficklin, uh, East Carolina hosting Tulane, and you're on a total in this game. Yeah, I, I like the under here in this spot. I, I considered playing the Pirates here, getting 17 against Tulane, but um, I, I ended up going with the total. I don't quite trust the, the East Carolina offense to do enough to, to cover the number, but that, that led me to the under. So I'm, I'm taking the under uh, 45 and a half here in this game. Patrick, real quick, to Tyler's point on ECU's offense in five of their seven games this year against uh, Division One competition, they've scored less than 17 points. Yep, 100%. So we had the college, we just got a minute here, Tyler. We had the college football, they released their first rankings, the committee did. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Your top five, not necessarily what you think, you know, based on power, strength, schedule, all that, just your top five, the best five teams you've seen this year. Yeah, I I didn't really have a too much of a problem with the with the committee rankings. I do my own, so obviously my my main focus is power ratings, but I also do a resume style uh, ranking, uh, which had Ohio State number one. I had Florida State number two, uh, Michigan number three, Washington number four, and I actually had Alabama number five. Uh, so really, my only gripe with the committee was having Georgia as high as they did because there's not a single metric that I look at or value that says that Georgia should have been in the top four, you know, without saying the words defending national champions. I, I don't know that there was quite a justification for that. Beautiful. Awesome. We'd good. love to hear that. Tyler Shoemaker, VEASAN betting analyst at T-Shoe Index. You can go check out the plays for this weekend over at T-Shoe Index and also VEASAN.com. Tyler, pleasure to meet you. Have fun with the kids and enjoy the football this weekend, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Tyler Shoemaker, we come back a little... Week 10 primer in college football. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, quick break to talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We welcome you back here on Sharp Money on a Friday. Of course, I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to run the board and doing so. Professional handicapper Scott Spritzer joins us usually on a Wednesday. Nice enough to shift to Friday this week. Doc Sports, DOCsports.com for all your handicapping needs. And Scott, at Scott Wins with two T's on Twitter. And over at Doc Sports this weekend, you've got uh, something pretty cool going on, Scott. It's us against the spread. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Good to be on with you guys. And, you know, it's it's one of these things that, you know, we watch these newsletters that come out every week, and we thought it would be cool to start this this football season where it would be kind of like a, a video-slash-audio newsletter. And the cool thing about doing it that way is we don't have to get it to a printer. We don't have to send it to mass emails on a Monday night to get it by a Tuesday. So we get all the updated injury info that we're able to give out every single week. We do the college show on Thursday, the NFL show on Fridays, and uh, we cover every single NFL game on and Monday Night Football and about nine or ten college football games. So I've been, managed to be able to go sixty-six and forty-two thus far wow. on this show. It's a pay-per-view show. It's it's basically twenty bucks a month, nineteen ninety-nine a month, and uh, it's over at us against the spread dot docsports dot com. Uh, but enjoy it because it really is an electronic newsletter, if you will. Sixty-six and forty-two. Hell yeah, Scott! Nice little run. Us against the spread. Go check it out at Doc Sports. Okay, boys. We know how this works. Amal, I'll just give a couple of plays here from Spritzer College Football. Then we'll get to running the board NFL style. And you can't quit your home state there, Nebraska. You're gonna lay the three with Nebraska at Michigan State in East Lansing this weekend, Scott. Yeah, I like the job Matt Rule's done. And, you know, over the course of his college football head coaching career, he's done extremely well against the spread, and including 30-13 and 13 on the road. He's 20-7 and seven against the number in November games. His teams just tend to get better as the season progresses. And so, as far as Michigan State, we might have mentioned this on the Wednesday shows way back when the Mel Tech, uh, Tucker scandal surfaced. And I said, okay, that's it. Rest of the season, I'm either playing against Michigan State or I'm staying away from the game. I've played against them three times. We've cashed all three. They're 0-6 since the scandal broke. 1-5 against the spread, and five of the six losses came by an average of 26 points per game. The thing is, is their offense, 11 points per game during the skid. And if you look at the numbers over those six games, they're averaging 98 yards rushing per game on just over three per carry, 55% passing, about 188 passing yards uh, per game on just over five yards per pass, four touchdowns, nine picks. So Nebraska and Tony White, you know, they got this 335 defense that's stopping everybody but Michigan on their schedule, uh, one of the top defenses in the country. And I do believe that the Spartans are going to wilt again. I like Nebraska to win this game. The line's three. I think they win by seven to 10 points. Won't be pretty. I think it'll be like a 23-13 type of game. Patrick, I love this play against Michigan State here. The only positive I can say about Sparty is they got a young quarterback out of Westland, Oregon named Sam Levitt. This kid's pretty good. He's going to be a guy that Michigan State builds with in the future. But Scott's absolutely right. Michigan State, you saw them against Minnesota, Scott. They were horrific offensively. They couldn't do much. The Gophers actually shot themselves in the foot with some opportunities early on in this game. Big red here on a cheap number. 
You know what's good also, guys, real quick? I was going to say, there's a pro scout out there who I caught this on one of the national radio shows in the last few days, and he goes around and he's looking for talent, obviously, to be drafted in the NFL or signed as free agents. And he said out of all the schools that he's been to this year, the top two hardest practicing football programs that he's seen, the Georgia Bulldogs and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. As a Nebraska fan, it's good to see that Matt Rule's getting tough on his team, unlike what happened with Scott Frost. Yeah, no doubt. They needed a change in culture after Frost. That was uh, chilly, to say the least. I'll see my way out. Okay, uh, Boston College, you, you actually found a three. It's been bet down to two and a half at Syracuse here. You're taking a three with BC. Yeah, I grabbed the three a couple of days ago. And the thing about this Syracuse team, I just mentioned Tony White moving to Nebraska as D.C. He was the D.C. at Syracuse and, and installed that 335 defense that they're now using in Lincoln. And so what do they do? They go out and they get the guy who kind of founded it, which was Rocky Long, to coach still a 335 defense at the Cuse. But it's not been the same. The results have not been anywhere close to what Tony White was producing. And, you know, B.C.'s won four in a row. They should find consistent success tonight, 14th ranked rushing offense. They average over 211 yards per game on the ground. And if you look at the Orange, these losses that they've had now, four in a row, I mean, they're all by big margins. The shortest margin was 17. The other three were by 28 or more. So it's a team that can't really stop anyone. They're 109th against the pass. They're bad against the run. I think BC goes in there and gets the outright win, although I did grab the three, and as you mentioned, it is down to two and a half. Real quick note on that. Um, I think you were off one week, Patrick, and I was discussing with Amal and Dustin about don't buy half a point. If you want to go back about 30 plus years, which myself and a good buddy of mine with a big long database, uh, we went back and looked and we saw that over the last 30 plus years, the average final score is over 12 points away from the point spread in college football. And with books charging more to buy a half a point, it's just a situation where you're really devaluing your bet if you do. Hate to say that when it's a three and a two and a half, we're all ingrained to know what the key numbers are, uh, but I still think BC is worth the price. Scott, I love what you just pointed out there, and it's a great, great point. That's why college football teasers, Patrick, are a bad play. One other thing I would add, if you're going to follow Scott on this play, and you're at two and a half right now, I would take BC on the money line plus the 125. I I think this is a tough game to call, but I think there's just as equal, if not a better opportunity for BC to win this game than it is for them to lose by four or more. Okay. Great information. It sounds like you and Big Al McGordy getting together, or Scott. You got it. it Big Al McGordy with that big database. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me. All right, boys, let's do this. And we'll run the board. Rotation number. Again, Scott, doesn't have to be an official play. And he's got a couple other plays. We'll send those over um, for the picks page as well as far as college football. Just a lean and a thought process on these games. NFL board. 451, Miami at Kansas City. Frankfurt, Germany. Germany, Kansas City right now, Scott, is two, and the total is 50. You know, Miami's offense, guys, has been about speed. And then they expand, you know, downfield, expand teams downfield. It opens things up over the middle of the field. I'm not the only one that's talked about this week. Great, uh, great Cosell, a great NFL mind has brought that up. But now they're facing speedy defenses. Tua and the company have not been so hot against speedy defenses. They scored 17 in that 14-point loss to the Eagles. They scored 20 in a 28-point loss to Buffalo. Uh, the offense was completely shut down by the Eagles. And in those two games, two, he's got two touchdown passes and two picks, and he was sacked eight times. And the one thing about KC, man, they own the quickness on defense to really disrupt to his timing and rhythm offense. And I think offensively for KC, they get back to their fundamentals. And you're talking about a Miami defense that gives up over two dozen points a game. I, I think KC bounces right back from last week's loss and gets the win here uh, by seven to ten points. I love this play here, Patrick, in this particular spot. You mentioned Kansas City coming off the loss, but when you look at the Miami Dolphins, guys, this is a team that has been beating up on weaker opponents. A couple of opportunities they've had to play teams that are competent, Buffalo and Philadelphia, they've gotten their doors blown off. And this is a similar situation. Now you've got a team in a bad spot. I like Kansas City to bounce back here. Of the units on the field, the Chiefs' defensive front and the defense as a whole is the key to the whole game. They're going to make an impact. I like the Chiefs in the first half, minus half point. 
Total sweep. I totally agree. It's a perfect spot for the Chiefs. The travel does worry me a little bit with them getting there in a tardy fashion, but I agree with you, the three of you. 4-5-3, Minnesota at Atlanta. It is Hall starting for Minnesota. Scott Heineke under center for Atlanta. It's four with Atlanta Lane at 37.5 on the total. Yeah, I like to give credit where it's due. The uh, Action Network pointed out that the last 18 times a quarterback has made his first NFL start on the road, those teams went 3-15 and 15 straight up. And, of course, you're talking about the Vikings and Jalen Hall. The pass defense is bad. They allow teams to complete about a 70% completion rate, by the way, of late. Offensively, they don't run the ball when it matters most. But the thing about the Falcons, they're tough to back. They've covered one of seven. And here's the thing. Atlanta's banged up on defense. And, you know, Hall posted terrific numbers of Brigham young through the year he also showed that he can use his feet guys he escaped pressure when he needed to at BYU Atlanta very conservative on offense so having said what I did about the 3 and 15 thing I still think the Vikings plus the points they're an opinion but I still have an opinion on the Vikings plus the points rather than laying it with the Falcons going to stay away from this game Patrick hard to call but the numbers coming down now three and a half in favor of Atlanta here Uh, quarterback play is going to what this game boils down to I uh, kind of like Falcons in the first half, minus two and a half, but I love Matt Collins over his reception, receiving yards total, 16 and a half. Gone over that six, seven games this year. Better quarterback, no Drake London. One word, YOLO. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> I, I'm going to fade the steam, okay? I know we're going away from the four down to three and a half, like Amal said. All's a disaster. The Falcons are going to be completely taken over by the Heineke Hive. Give me the Falcons at home, a dispirited Vikings team after losing Dustin Sweetelson's MVP and Kirk Cousins. We come back, continue running the board with Scott Spritzer next. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.